0: and shine! It is a UV Bulls game day. We are bringing you a brand new episode of Bullet Points. I'm your host, DeGeneres. I'm here with Kevin Masari. We got Ty B. And we are coming off a big win over the Akron Zips on the road. Show sponsor West Her Kev, Tell the people what they want to hear.
1: Hashtag buy from Bun. Get out there, get your new and use all the different dealerships.
0: Buy from Bunt because he is the way to go. He is. The guy just grinds on those lots, just like Weitzel and Quarles do in practice with this team. And, guys, I'm just fired up. I mean, Tuesday night, I'm at the Sabres game to care less. They kept losing. So what do I do? I got my boy, you know, Kevin Daddy Bertino. He pulls it up on his phone. So I'm focusing on this Zips game. And... Guys, I'll admit it, before the game, I realistically thought, you know, after losing to Ken at home, I'm like, you know what? We're like eight-point dogs. I don't think we have much of a chance against the number one team in the conference, and UB consistently led that entire game. I'm pretty sure Akron led for a total of like 13 seconds, and to get that win on the road, Gabe Grant, I mean, is that like flashbacks to Blake Hamilton in Cleveland? But I, I was so fired up. Kev, I'll start it with you. You know, initial thoughts after that big win at Akron. Yeah, I mean, I'll be in the camp of saying, honestly,
1: I had this chalked up as an L. I thought, especially at Akron, the JAR, um, six straight. But uh, I, I wasn't expecting big-time action here. I thought, you know, you know, we'll get to 500 and we, you know, try to build from there. But I'll, I'll be honest and pleasantly surprised at what I saw. Um, you know, another Antoine Johnson game playing real solid ball right now. Um, played play 36, game high, third game high 36 minutes? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. or Christian Jackson played 39, but um, Bulls high 36 minutes in this game. Uh, Devontae Jordan 33, Devon Graves 34. So they're rolling with those three. Um, so pleasantly surprised there. Josh and Bala coming in off the bench with 17 boards. Um, you know, I, I was happy with the results. I, I thought they play well. I, I think this play, team plays really well on the road, guys. I'm really impressed with their road play. I have no issues there at all. That's not where I have a gripe. Um, you know, these home games have been a little shaky, but guys, a huge road win, one to put him back in play, uh, still sitting in that sixth seed. So this Bowling Green game is absolutely you know, catastrophic if they lose to me, um, but it can be really jolt them into a by position, Ty, right? So we're we're looking at a team that's sitting in the sixth um, but needed that road acronym win.
2: Yeah, they could put themselves in a real good spot here if they get this win over Bowling Green. I know Al and I were real, real uh, distraught after they they really blew that one towards the end against Kent. You had a lead late, and you end up, you know, just completely losing that one. Just too many points to Pippen and uh, Simon's coming off the bench there. But yeah, you come back a much better performance against Akron. Even though you had 20 turnovers, uh, you were still able to shoot well enough and play efficient enough offensively and play enough defense to be able to get that win. Um, Another game, too, where they're shooting well from the free throw line, 87.5% as a team. Uh, Antoine Johnson, who led the team with 18 points, was 6-6 of from the line. And then you had Mbala, who was 7-8, of hit a couple big free throws as well. So that's big to see as we get into these clutch games here, Al.
0: Yeah, obviously, you know, tonight is just massive, but, you know, we're talking about this Akron game right now. The guards stepped it up. They're getting the most minutes right now. Antoine with 36, Jordan with 33, Graves with 34, and I didn't, like I said, I didn't see most of the game, so I'm going to I'm gonna deflect this question to you guys, but from what I've heard, he didn't light up the stat sheet at all. I mean, Brock Bertram, two points, four boards, but... People were telling me he looked good out there. He was strong, pushing people around. Kev, what were your thoughts on the play of Brock? You know, getting the start and putting putting in a solid 18 minutes on the road. It's
1: a good point you bring up, Brock guys, because he had a really good good game. I mean, he plays the ball screen super well. So he's going to come up. He's going to set the pick and roll. Um, he's playing really solid. So you know, you'd think that maybe he's in to play defense. You know, and Ball is pretty solid on the defensive side, um, logging 24 minutes as compared to Brock's 18. But He's in there for offensive stats and really freeing up some of his some of his ball handlers. He does it really well, so that's one thing I'm really impressed. He's worked his tail off. Had that foot injury um, in the right before tip off in the first game, I believe, and uh, it's, it was really unfortunate. Most people expected him to start, and I think Weitzel said that he would have started in front of Impala. Uh, you know, then Impala a pleasant surprise. So they have a they have a pleasant surprise of depth here. I've been told skogman has been looking real good in practice. He's, he's a he's a stretch forward. Jack in threes hitting him. Uh, he's been awesome. You know, Joey, think of the Hauser brothers here with him. Uh, that's what I've been told straight up from people inside of the team. So I'm excited to see him play. So this forward, that's legitimate. But, yeah, Brock Brock played his minutes. He played them well. I think he had some good depth to this team. I mean, some of that's probably the most minutes he's played as a UB player. Ty, you can maybe fact-check me. But I definitely know this year. Um, I'm not sure if he's played more than that in his career. Doesn't look like it in last year. Let's see, in 2017. does um, the most minutes Brock Bertram's ever played yeah. as a UB bowl. So, um, that's cool to see. I think he adds a really good, good depth piece to this team. Boards real well. Shot the free throws. Um, excited to see him. I still think Embal should be playing. I didn't like the sitting of him. Um, they rode Johnson when he was in his little stretch, funk stretch. Uh, but, you know, coming off the bench with 17 boards, Ty, so... Was that a key to this game, was the ability to rebound and, and have Imbala um, show up with those clutch free throws? I mean, Josh Imbala, 50% yes. free throw shooter, canning seven to eight? Are you kidding me?
2: Yes, that was a huge aspect in that game. Um, obviously, Brock came in and he played physical, um, helping really shut down that Akron offense, especially um, you know Tyler Cheese, he, he struggled all day. Um, Zarius Williams, too, both guys shot 5 of 14. They pretty much were limited to just jacking threes, and it wasn't falling for them. So that was a huge part. Um, I mean, Lauren Christian Jackson was the only guy who really got going for Akron. And, yeah, like we've we've seen this team sort of struggle when you have a big guy who can sort of bruise a little bit down low, play the pick-and-roll game, and get to the rim. But Brock was able to negate that early on, and then you have Mbala, who comes off the bench, a little more fresh, um, especially when you know those guys are getting later into their minutes, later into their stretches on the floor, um, slash playing against some of the backups there, you get a little bit um, better outcomes uh, similar to when you bring nick perkins off the bench there um so i kind of like that move where you didn't as much um i think it was it was smart here at least in this game i don't think that's necessarily going to be a long-term trend um but i do think brock will be getting more minutes and yeah you gotta really i will yet again applaud the free throw effort from imbala because they were some clutch late free throws the same thing from antoine johnson they really helped seal that game um, even just the couple plays. I mean, Javon didn't have a great game, five of thirteen. He played all right uh, with thirteen points, but just a couple real good plays to stabilize that offense late when they were under pressure. A couple big passes to open things up, and I think that's you know wh- those couple veteran savvy moves that really got them over that hump and got that win over the Zips, one they really needed out.
0: Jav, I'm gonna put you on the spot again. I'll give you a second to get off that mute button. But <laughs> what's the – what happened – Harden it three minutes? Like, I thought he's been putting in some good time over the past few games. You know, once again, maybe not the most points, but, you know, he's helping out on the defensive end, getting rebounds. What's up with Harden only getting three minutes? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it, it goes back to the same question where – are they liking?
1: I mean, obviously these minutes went to straight up went to uh, Brock. I mean, that's just fully where those minutes went. Um, I don't really see anywhere else. They you know play a little bit of Galley in a couple of minutes. Logged as two, I feel like he was in the game a little bit more than that. But um, I guess that's what it's logged at at this point. Um, but I, I think the you know you, you gave the minutes. Grant got fourteen in this one. Um, you know sometimes he's in single digits in minutes. Um, and then obviously Brock's 18. So they're, they're, there's his minutes right there. Johnson played a ton in this. Sometimes you see him in the 20s. Um, so there just really isn't any minutes there for hardnett. And I don't know if it was a practice issue. If he went in and he had a quick turnover, I do remember that. I don't know if that turnover seemed to bug Weitzel because as they should, you know, another effort of 20 turnovers. Uh, Hardenet had one quick one in his three minutes. He is uh, prone to turnovers. The same thing happened guys against Kent State where, where it was a jump ball. Um, where Hardin just fumbled the ball underneath the rim again. It happened early on in the Akron game, and he didn't see the floor uh, after that. So I don't know if that was the one specific play or if he was struggling in practice, but it happened in almost in back-to-back plays for him in the Kent game where he turned it over late in that game. Um, saw early action in this one and really didn't see the floor much in the second half at all. So um, I just don't think he's, he's um, proven to be, be able to play in the second half of close games, even though he does present a lot offensively to me. I love the potential of the kid Um, back-to-back eight-point games, Kent WMU, six points against CMU. He was just starting to show high uh, single-digit in the point totals. Uh, But, yeah, then he goes back with uh, that one turnover, one foul, and then Whitehall took him right out. Maybe he's following the turnovers-you're-out game. Um, Jonathan Williams had four and only played 18 minutes in this one, and you see Gabe Grant hitting that shot. That's Janathan's shot there um, at the end of the game. But Gabe Grant's in there for for whatever reason. Uh, Grant has had his struggles. Most people know I'm not the biggest Gabe Grant fan. Um however he can shotty the shot he needs, he can. Um he's in the game for Janathan Williams late in the game there as a stretch three. Um because, you know, you're really really playing four. I don't even know it's a pretty fairly small lineup in there with Johnson Jordan, Graves and uh, and Grant in there. So um he's he's playing the janathan spot and um it's got to do a turnovers the four are, are really egregious to me can't have that from janathan uh, three for nine with four turnovers two fouls it wasn't his best game he struggled mightily and i think the same can be said for hard now you know just a one quick turnover quick foul out of the game didn't really play much after that um so i think that would be it Is something else tie with hard net or uh, anything else you
2: noticed um i think you're your analysis was pretty good on that. I mean, I think some of it too might have been a little bit of the matchup here, um, while you're riding Brock a little bit more, because obviously you can play hard-knit with Brock out there as well, because hard-knit is more of a natural four. Um, he's had to, you know, play a little bit of the five this year because of Brock being hurt early on, but they've struggled a little bit when he was having to be, you know, put into that position early on. Um, so I think maybe we'll see a little bit of a bounce back with him, but yeah, hats off to Gabe Grant, a huge three. Then he gets right back down on defense and is able to deflect that shot, um, at the end to, uh, just seal that win. It's, it's just an absolute, you know, great all around play from him. And hopefully, you know, he can use that and build some confidence in his game and continue to grow because we need to continue to get some consistency off this bench, um, you need someone else besides you know, just Rondo because normally it's not going to be Imbala coming off the bench, obviously. Um, those point totals off the bench were a little inflated because of that. He's normally a starter the first game he hasn't started all season. But I think integrating some of these guys, getting them some more meaningful minutes the way they are right now is going to be huge come March. Al, I don't know how you think about that, but I think integrating this bench is, is a key key point for them right now.
0: I mean, Ty, you nailed it. You, I w- I could not have been more happy that Gabe Grant was the one that nailed that three. He needed it the most. I mean, he's got haters like Kevin Masar to deal with on a daily basis. I,
2: yeah, I literally and, I screamed with uh, excitement at home.
0: Oh, I was in the suite at the Sabers game and I yelled, "Ice in that man's veins!" And people had no idea what was going on. I think it was like during a whistle, and like there are people from other suites like looking around. I was so fired up. He, he he needed that shot more than anyone on the team. And I hope he's the kind of guy that can put in consistent minutes the rest of the year and continue to make shots like that. Because we've seen Gabe Brent all season. He's been shooting. He comes in the game. He's chucking it up from NBA range. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't care. And he he, he he took that shot against Akron. Didn't think about it twice. Nailed it. So I hope he's a very key part of this team the rest of the year. And you know, before we get into Bowling Green, I'm gonna kick this off the of cab. You know, I'm looking at the Mac standings right now. You know, you see a Bowling Green that's seven and one, Akron falls at six and two. So UB's only a game behind Akron, tied with Kent State at five and three, Central four and two, and then you got Northern and Ball State, both with three losses out west. It really seems to me, Kev, like this is a Mac where there really isn't a dominant team. And you see with the spread tonight against Bowling Green with UB being a four-and-a-half-point favorite where they think, you know, Buffalo can still win the MAC. I mean, I, there's no real team that I'm looking at, whether it's out west or in the east, where I'm like, they should win. Like, I mean, we went and sort of handled that grin. I mean, the Kent State team, they're just so wishy-washy, too. Bowling Green, yeah, they've won seven in a row, but I don't think that Bowling Green is even a clear cut. Mackey's favorite so Kev give your thoughts on the entire Mac as a whole and you know a chance in the top four seed for UB yeah sure we'll start at the top
1: where Kent had or excuse me Bowling Green had lost to Kent in their first Mac game 79 to 61 really weren't in that game much of it um, got blown out for lack of a better um, prediction there um, but then really went with the softest schedule ever Miami Ohio um, Ohio and Western um, three of the worst teams in the MAC, right? Three of the worst four. Then they got EMU, so they played. They started with four of uh, four of the worst teams in the co- conference um, with an uh, with an NIU win too, which is a nice win. They've been a pretty good team this year. After, don't forget NIU made the semifinals last year, guys. So we can't count them out. Uh, they made it all the way and gave gave a game in the semifinal game. Almost played UB in the finals last year. So let's not forget about that one. Uh, totally, then they went and took care of Toledo and Ball State, which are some some nicer wins. Um, finally, for them, they started off with a super cake schedule, some of the worst teams in the MAC. Um, but I did read they do have the strongest schedule remaining in the MAC uh, for Bowling Green, Buffalo, CMU, Toledo, Akron, Ball State, Akron, Kent, Buffalo. I mean, that's a tough, tough run. Seven and one to start, always pretty nice. Uh, we'll see if that flips around or if they're able to um, um, be, be more, you know, regress to the mean there. But one thing to note, they only lost one game with Justin Turner, and it was Kent State. Um, and then they lost one really early with ranked LSU. They've only lost two games when Justin Turner's playing. Um, it's 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 scary to, to think about that. in, the, in that regards, because um, you know being 13 and two with Justin Turner, solid team. They were rolling through their non-conference schedule. Had a nice win against Cincinnati. Nice win against WKU, Western Kentucky. Um, you know took care of Dartmouth. Um, when we weren't on, uh, able to do that. Um, and then they lost a couple to Norfolk and Quinnipiac and Kent, um, many of that without Justin Turner. So um, it's a good team. It's a really solid team. Justin Turner is probably the second best player to me in this conference. Um, probably tied with Lauren Christian Jackson, been the second best te- uh, player in this conference, uh, all behind Eugene German. Um, but he's solid. I mean, they have Plowden, who's a really good player in his own right, rebounds, really the only guy on their team that's going to rebound the ball. He's got eight and a half. 13 points per game, 48% uh, field goal percentage, 91% from the line from Plowden. Really in the mold of a jump with Javon McRae, We talked about that. Um, pretty, pretty similar, kind of out of place three, really, a 6'6", 215. Um, so interesting matchup there with Plowden they got a guy, Trey Diggs, that's coming in uh, as a junior. His first year as a JUCO player, uh, he's been a nice addition to them, going for eight points, three boards a game. Um, Then, obviously, Dylan Fry, the three-point assassin, 30% this year. So he's struggling a little bit from three, but can hit it from anywhere. 14 points, doesn't do a lot else, racks up some assists. Um, So they are rebounding the ball still as a team at 40 40 rebounds per game. Team rebounding is pretty good there. Uh, with no specific all-star gems at the rebounding end, 31st in the country. Um, so Ty, I don't know what you see. I know you probably have some notes on the Bowling Green team, um, but this is this is a solid basketball squad. Probably the most complete in the MAC. There's other teams with higher-level players like Eugene German, uh, but I think all around uh, you can see why they're predicted to win the Mac East, And when Justin Turner's at full strength, hard team to beat.
2: Yeah, I agree with you right there. And it's it was interesting coming into MAC play. You looked at you know, most of these prognosticators and whatnot because they're going off their advanced numbers and BG kind of suffered there with Justin Turner out for those couple games and their numbers weren't as good and they pretty much were, you know, one, one of these teams who became an afterthought in the MAC even though, you know, they were picked to win it coming into the season um, and they dropped that first game in the MAC and you think maybe they were on to something, but you see they've really turned it back on. Um, Justin Turner is right back to doing what he's do what he's been doing, um, you know. Again, right up at 17, 18 points per game. Um, I think Dylan Fry, his shooting percentage has suffered a bit because he had to try to step up a little bit, um, take some more of those extra shots, stepping up for Justin Turner there. But, yeah, like you mentioned, Plowden and Diggs are going to be you know, tough matchups. Obviously, Plowden, that real athletic stretch 3-4 guy, um, it's going to be interesting. I think you might see Harden a little bit more because of that, um, a little more uh, Janathan on him. Um, hopefully, he'll be able to lock him up. If not, I think yeah, you have to bring Harden in on him for that. Um, but I think... I think Brock maybe in this game might have a little bit of success down low um, and Bala too, so let's hope and see we keep getting this offensive game plan that we've seen from the Bulls lately where they're actually setting up a lot of different plays, a bunch of different sets, and it's it's been working for them lately that they've been able to score at least at a pretty good clip, out.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and Plowden's a guy, he's 6'6", they list him as a guard. So technically, I mean, you look at those, you know, the five, top five scorers for Bowling Green, they're all guards. I mean, you got Plowden, Brian and Turner all over thirteen points a game, and they got Diggs and Fields both under eight points a game. So they're a guard heavy team. So this is gonna be a this is a huge match matchup for Johnson, Jordan, Graves, sagu especially on the on the defensive end at home. And like you said, is this a game or hard net? Kimbala. Rock can really step it up with a team like Bowling Green, who might not be as strong, you know, down low, uh, you know, defensively and rebounding. So, you know, Kev, I'll ask you, you know, what do you think are the keys to beating BG? And I think, you know, tonight specifically, it's going to come down to the crowd. I really do. In a national TV game at 7 o'clock, obviously last week against Kent State, students weren't back. I have a feeling tomorrow night, is gonna be completely different. I was checking Ticketmaster uh you know before we recorded this show and they only have seats way up in the three hundreds. It's the corner section. So you gotta think tomorrow or tonight is gonna it's, it's gonna be a sellout pretty much. It's gonna be yeah, close would, to six thousand
1: so. yeah I would think so. I would think that if not it'll be in the fives. Um it, 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 it it'll turn out for sure. It's a big game. T-shirts are being given out everyone loves their T-shirts um i mean look they don't have forwards so the teams that have really dominated the Pippins, um you know really coming in and even even against damon you know they, they had their forward that you know was able to score some points i mean you be defensively at least struggles with forwards um it's there's just no i mean i think whites would even tell you that um they, they, they've struggled at times against really solid forwards in this in this league and even in non-conference um and you're going against a guy you know matos tyler matos a guy that's um, you know, really didn't do anything last year as a, as a freshman. He's a sophomore, 4.9, five rebounds a game. Um, not six eleven, two fifty. 250, really in the mold of a Brock. Um, really isn't going to dominate this game. He's going to be very similar to, um, dang, they played last week, or excuse me, last game against Akron. Um, so I'm, I'm not really too too concerned about that. And Marlon Sierra, another guy who hasn't scored since w, uh, WMU 114, June 14th, or excuse me, January 14th. Um, so over five games, he hasn't scored. Um, it's a little bit disappointing. So, you know, another guy that really they're only two forwards are right there. And then obviously they're playing clouded in a stretch Roll 6-7, 225 for Sierra. So uh, it's going to really come down to Ken and Bala dominate on the offensive side. I think he can. Um, if they're going to get into a guard battle, UB has some good guards. Um, they need to shoot really well if they want to get into that kind of game. And UB can, um, but we can't just, just expect that. They don't share the ball particularly well at Bowling Green, 12 assists per game. Um, toward the bottom of the country um, so they are going to get some selfish guard ball there you can tell by their guard heavy rotation um, and then they're allowing um, you know I know Ty mentioned this earlier uh, at least offline they're allowing 71 points
2: per yeah, game almost 72
1: yeah like UB they're a little they struggle defensively um, they do score but not quite with UB so I think it's a good matchup for UB I think Kent's a really bad matchup for UB and we saw why a couple games ago um, Akron they match up fairly well against and I think that they match up really well with Bowling Green they don't have a Pippin um, they don't have a guy at, at, you know that can come in off the bench and score either so really they got to keep Sierra in check which he hasn't scored in five games um, so that should be shouldn't be an issue um, and they got to keep you know Matos uh, in line and you know he's not really a premier scorer either. Um, so as long as they're watching, um, you know, the guy that is is a wild card in this one, and he did score against UB last year, was Plowden. They need to keep him in check and not let Fry shoot the lights out, which he has at times but not consistently enough, And because Turner's going to get his 18 points. So other than that, you need to make sure Fry's not going for 20, um, sticking more in that 10 range. Um, Plowden's not going for more than 10 or 12 as well. Um, and then none of these board words are going to be doing anything. So, you know, watch Plowden. He's kind of the wild card in this game. And they really, really miss Wiggins. I think he was the forward off the bench, or excuse me, he started. Obviously, he's one of their best players last year. But he's the guy that was a difference maker in this in this game uh, that scared you. Be a little bit, you know, not that that team was ever scared, but he was really the a main difference maker in those games. They don't have him. They played really well without him. Justin Turner's a baller, um, so let him get his play. Really good forward ball, um, and I think they come away with this W in a four point spread, or roughly is, is right. Ty, what do you, what do you think? And. Uh, uh,
2: how do you how do you feel about it? Yeah, I'm. Um, I think Fry is probably the wild card for me because I'm still okay. having some nightmares about some threes he hit last year against UB. I know Al is too, especially those Justin Turner ones um, on that night when they played at BG last year. Um, it, they can they can score with you know the best of them in the NCAA, and you're gonna have to play great defensively, and we have the guards to do that. I think they can lock them down. It's just all going to come down to, you know, who really wants it more. Are they going to? Is UB going to be able to get to the rim and actually finish? Because, you know, they've struggled sometimes near the rim when they get some good open looks. And you're going to need to convert on those against a team who can hit threes um, in bunches the way that Bowling Green can. So I really think that's going to be a big factor for them. Make those easy shots and limit those Bowling Green threes. You know you can't just guard them out to the line because they can hit them from NBA range. They can hit them from pretty much anywhere. And I don't want any more nightmares of that, especially on national TV right now.
0: Exactly. Spot on. And like you look at the season, if you beat army, you beat Dartmouth, you're 16 and five. You You're the same exact record as Bowling Green. I think Vegas has this spread right on the money. I think that they're the, they, they have the same mindset as us, where any team in the MAC can really get it done when it comes to March. Who's going to be hot at the end of February? Who's going to be hot? Come back tournament play, and with that spread being four and a half, you lost the Kent State at, you know last Friday at home. UB gets it done tonight. I can't see them losing back to back home national TV primetime games, especially if the refs have something to do with it. So. You know how it is. They they influence these games, whether we want to admit it or not. Refs are brutal in the MAC, and you'll know by the ten minute mark in that first half whose side they're on. Oh, they hate to say,
2: right? Speaking speaking of that, there were only seventeen total free throws in the UB Kent State game. UB Akron, I think both teams hit over twenty free throws both made completely
0: different
1: games
2: yeah they're
0: completely different games there you go i mean that just says it right there it's either they want to influence it and they want to just pound the whistle pound the whistle or they don't it's a fact like we know this so i don't know i it just it's really odd to me if you're like a a public joe better you look at this line you see the number one team in the mac getting four and a half points you're gonna take that
2: oh you're gonna and
0: i think You're going to hammer it. And with UB minus four and a half, they lost to Ken on last Friday. It's not happening tonight. I think the Bulls, I don't know if they're going to win decisively and win this game by 10, 15 points. But I think in the long run, I think they have a good first half. I think they finally have a home game where, you know, we're feeling good going into halftime. And the Bulls win by, you know, seven to ten in that range. Uh, Kev, give your prediction for this matchup. Yeah, it's a tough one because I am a
1: big Justin Turner guy. I think I've made that clear. Um, I hate the way Fry plays basketball. He's like one of my least favorite players in this conference. So I always uh, root against him. Daquan Plowden is just a Mac-specific player. Um, and I don't really think they have anything else behind that. And a couple of role playing guys, nothing that should scare UB too much. I have UB winning as one at home. The spans are here. There's no more excuse for low energy. 50 uh, 500 ball um, that they've been playing two and two at home in the MAC. Um, you know, really I think five and three overall, just poor, poor. Um, can see one opponents, a poor, poor record at home. Um, I need to see more out of this team, and I think they the energy is enough for them to go it. I don't know that they're going to cover this guy. They got it at three point game. Uh, I got a lot of points in this one. I don't know that, um, you know, teams seem to shoot well at alumni arena both ways. So I'm going 80 to 77 UP in this one. Um, And I think one that, I don't think it's going to be a three like grand of five seconds left, but I do think that they're going to take a shot maybe under a minute and um, maybe hold on the last defensive uh, stand. That's kind of what I got in this one. Um so UB eighty seven uh eighty to seventy seven uh, to really get back into play toward that buy um for the second half of the year and really need to buckle down at home with the fans uh in alumni. Ty what do you have.
2: Yeah, so Kev, you got that game going just over. I got the line right here at uh one fifty six and a half right now. Um it looks like some books even have Bowling Green getting five points right now. Al oh, so that's gonna be a big you know, that's <laughs> it seems like maybe the sharps might be on UB. That's a lot of points. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see what what happens um when this game gets going, but this is a huge huge contest for UB and I think we're going to see Javon Graves step up. He's been in not necessarily a funk, but coming out of the, the flu, not necessarily having great games. I think he's going to step up in this big national TV game. A 20-25 30-point game for him. And I think the Bulls get this one done Oh, give me 82-73 and I'm right there at that line but just under. Al, where are you at?
0: Ty, you son of a bitch. Every time <laughs> I want to bring up the gambling. You always take it the second before I was literally seeing the same thing. Uh, You being out the five-point favorites in some spots. Like, that is crazy. You know, to us, though, it's really not. You know what I mean? Like, being from Buffalo, knowing this team. But if you're, like, around the country, if you're Kent State, and you're like, oh, we just beat them at home last Friday, why can't, you know, why can't BG with a plus-five spread? You know what I mean? So, you're right. Joe Public, they're going to be all over the underdog. We know at home though we're just as good as any squad in the MAC. We just went on the road to Akron, and took care of business. So, um, you know, I like the Bulls winning them out. I think they cover as well. Um, so I, I'll take the Bulls seventy-six BG seventy. So I got the under, but the Bulls covering at home. So that's where I got it, folks. I'm fired up. This show is sponsored by West Her automotive hashtag
2: buy, buy from book.
0: any last any last second words from you guys because we got to wrap up right now
1: i think it's no better time than now guys so to continue this run um they need to be better than 500 at home and i think get that five thousand plus involved in this one get them going and excited and maybe we'll see those those old kent state days of the, the blackout game uh that i got the leg game maybe we'll see that tomorrow so um this is, <laughs> this is gonna this, this is gonna be a big one
0: Kev, real quick. Kev, are you student section bound tomorrow? I
1: see me in there with a face mask on and, uh, and uh, glasses, different pair of glasses and a mustache, possibly. <laughs> okay, so I'll be I might ten. come as I might come as Kevin Massacre.
2: Kevin, Kevin Massacre. Massacre. Uh, Get uh, Kevin okay. Massacre in the student section with Robbie and True Blue. Can't wait.
0: I'm gonna lose. I'll lose it, dude. Robbie's fired up. I was talking to him. I mean, tomorrow's gonna be insane. I gotta be there by at least six thirty. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us, Bullet Point 716. You know where to follow us on Twitter. This show is sponsored by Wester. This also show, you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. E-G-F-U. My mom went to Bowling Green. My dad went to Bowling Green. And I can't freaking stand it. They're Falcons fans. I see Orange and Brown in the house all the time. And it's not going to be at the house this weekend because we're taking them down. And UP's won 11 of 12 games versus BGSU. It's about to be 12 of 13. Good night now.